Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and everyone in between. Come on in, take a seat. It's time for another spot of NXT. My name is Adam, I am your host, and this is the show where I watch NXT UK, because nobody else will. Last week on the show, we had another good episode of NXT UK. Ben Carter and Sam Gradwell had a fun match. Shaw Samuels beat the hell out of a mushroom, and Pretty Deadly became the number one contenders for the NXT UK Tag Team Championships. Also the tease of a future match between Rampage Brown and Joe Coffey. This week we've been promised Nina Samuels versus Zaya Brookside, as well as another Cruiserweight Championship Open Challenge. I doubt Trent Seven has dropped the weight just yet, but you never know. Straight to the opening video this week, and Andy Shepard welcomes us to NXT UK. He says the last year has taken an emotional toll on all of us. Nigel concurs and promises that everyone in NXT UK will try their absolute best. Odd interlude, but sure, thanks. Thanks, guys. Enter Zaya Brookside for our first match. As mentioned, she's taking on Nina Samuels this week. Hopefully Nina leaves her luggage at home this time. I wrote that as a joke, but no. Nina enters accompanied by a PA who is struggling to move all of her luggage to the entrance. Fun. The bell rings, they circle, Nina points out the luggage, telling Zaya that she should be the PA. Fun. Zaya takes the head, and Nina struggles, eventually shoving her back into a corner to free herself. Nina misses a boot, and Zaya takes the waist. She eventually settles for a double leg trip that looks awful as hell. Then she tries to remove Nina's arm from its socket. Nina takes the advantage with a reverse suplex, then she lays boots in in a couple of corners. Brookside attempts to fight back, countering a slam into a roll-up for two, but Samuels continues with the boots, then a leg lock into a cover for one. Rear chin lock by Samuels turned into an armbar of sorts, again with the bags, and Zaya fights to her feet, but gets sent into the corner. Up top, Nina hits a kick to the face, then carries her off, but Zaya again works her way free. Brookside catches a punch and hits a series of forearm strikes to the chest. Broken wings, then a face buster, and that's a two count for Brookside. Brookside awkwardly charges in and gets dropped on the middle rope. Nina cartwheels and gets drop kicked herself. We go outside for a hurricane rana from Zaya, then Nina avoids a running charge into the stairs. Nina grabs luggage and awkwardly throws it across the ring. The referee follows the suitcase, so Nina strikes Zaya in the face with a clutch, and that's the three count. Oh, okay, sure. Nina celebrates. Brookside sells like she's been blinded. This whole thing is weird. Backstage, a disembodied voice talks to Sid Scala about when the tag title match will be. Scala does not know. Jordan Devlin enters to ask who his opponent is this evening. He complains that he texted Sid to ask, and now it's showtime and he hasn't gotten an answer. Isn't that the point of an open challenge? That you don't know who your opponent will be until they come out? Anyway... When we come back, the disembodied voice has found Jack Stars. Jack believes he's on a roll, which... Why? Then Sid steals him. They talk behind a door where we cannot hear. Nigel suggests that Sid has asked Jack to be Devlin's opponent, and we go to the ring for Mr. Mushroom. He is taking on Joseph Connors, who is accompanied to the ring by his sugar mama, Ginny. We start with a lockup and a break, then a lockup, and Connors takes the neck. They throw each other around, then Connors gets a quick roll-up for two. Back to the head goes Connors. Morell fights out and dropkicks Connors, who rolls to the floor for a break. Ginny gives him a motivational speech, and Connors heads back in. He takes Morell over by the arm and works the wrist. Morell tries to acrobat out, but Connors takes him down by the hair and then drives him headfirst into the bottom buckle, then the top, then some vicious strikes and a hard short-arm clothesline out of the corner for a two. Snapmare into a crucifix for two, then a lateral press for two, off the ropes for an interesting backbreaker from Connors, which gets 
Another two. Morel tries to fight back again, goes off the ropes, gets a solid headbutt to the gut. Morel with a sunset flip off an Irish whip, and that's the start of his comeback. Acrobatics, then a hip toss into a lateral press for two. Morel goes up top. Connors hits the canvas before Morel even leaves the buckles, but he still does a somersault in midair for the fuck of it. Back and forth, and Connors with a hard DDT. Then a vicious-looking straight jacket neckbreaker, which is apparently his new finisher because it pins Morel for three. Man, that Josh Morel, he doesn't win a lot of matches, but he sure is a fun guy. I will not apologize for that. From there, we go to a vignette on Shaw Samuels. Being a butcher apparently makes him perfectly skilled to be a professional wrestler. He also wants us to know that he's not trying to be the best technician or the most in shape. He's a fighter. When we come back, Zaya Brookside is looking for Sid Scala. She demands a rematch with Nina. He says he'll do his best, and we go to the ring for Ilya Dragunov. If Ilya is Russian, why is his catchphrase German? Anyway, Ilya is taking on Tyson T-Bone, whose entrance triggers a cutscene where Tyson says he's not scared of Ilya and that he's going to beat him. Bell rings, Ilya charges in with a boot, but Bone avoids it and takes Dragunov down. Bone lays in a series of hard kicks, Ilya finally catches one and fights back. Dragunov with a hard chop to the chest and he takes the head. He wants the arm breaker, but Tyson won't give it. He tries to roll it into a Kimura, then Sam Gradwell appears to taunt Ilya about his temper. Dragunov locks in a hug, and we fight back to vertical. Bone elbows out and hits a slam and a diving knee as Gradwell continues to holler from ringside. Bone blocks a judo throw, then Dragunov takes the leg and trips Bone by putting his head under Bone's knee and standing up. Unique. I like it. This also serves to drop Bone right on his fucking neck. Gradwell continues to holler, reminding or perhaps warning Ilya not to snap like he did on Jack Stars. Bone with a big suplex, then a follow-away slam. Gradwell is only serving to annoy the shit out of me during this, as opposed to advancing whatever rivalry they're trying to put together. Bone wants a half-Nelson. Dragunov breaks out. Bone puts it back on. Dragunov breaks out again. Off the ropes and a jumping kick from Ilya. Charging into the corner, Bone catches him and drops him with a side suplex. Ilya matrixes under a clothesline and hits a jumping enzigiri. Finally, Bone gets the half-Nelson suplex he was looking for, and Ilya rolls to the floor so Gradwell can yell at him closer up. Ilya goes to Gradwell, Bone chops Ilya in the back, and that's the snap. Dragunov takes Bone down, then throws him into the ring. We get arm trap elbows and the referee stoppage, and there you go. Gradwell continues to holler at him, telling him he should be ashamed of himself, so finally Ilya goes after Gradwell. Gradwell retreats behind the barricade. Ilya somehow makes a cameraman put his camera down and run away. There's a bunch of referees and trainers that run out. Ilya goes to the back, and that's it. That was extremely unsatisfying. Backstage, Joe Coffey walks. He's up next, and we go to a vignette on Mako Satomura. She arrives on NXT UK next week. When we come back, Sid is still trying to find someone to challenge Jordan Devlin. Why wouldn't these people want a cruiserweight title shot? This makes no sense to me. In the ring is Danny Jones, who's about to get his shit kicked in by Joe Coffey. The match begins, we lock up, Jones gets pushed to the ropes, and we break. Knuckle lock, Jones gets pushed to the ropes, and we break. Then Jones makes the mistake of slapping Coffey in the face, and Coffey beats the shit out of him. Pounce, big side slam, hard body strikes, and I'm guessing Danny Jones regrets a number of his life choices right now. Coffey taunts Jones and then slaps Jones, and this fires Jones up, since when do job guys get fire-up spots? Coffee takes Jones over with a belly-to-belly, but Jones counters the lariat into an attempted backslide. This does not work because Coffee is huge. Jones wants a sleeper. This is blocked, so he hits an enzigiri. Then he locks on the sleeper. 
Coffey finally throws him off, hits the Glasgow send-off, then what's best for the balls, and Joe Coffey is, unsurprisingly, your winner. Has anyone noticed how the Glasgow send-off and the Torpedo Moscow are basically the same thing? Coffee takes a microphone to talk to Rampage Brown. He tells him that if he wants to make a name for himself in NXT UK, that he has to hit someone so hard they don't want to get back up. He says in NXT UK, he's the last man standing, and then he's interrupted by Rampage Brown. So, last man standing match? Rampage accepts the challenge that he made last week. They stare at each other as we go to recap of last week's main event, the tag team elimination match. Back from break for a recap of the feud between the Hunt and South Wales subculture, which I learned last week is the actual team name of Mandrews and Flebster, since Webster had it written on the back of his jacket. They never actually say this out loud, though. Uh, next week, those two teams will face off in a street fight. Also next week, Shaw Samuels guests on the Supernova Sessions. But right now it is main event time, as here comes NXT UK Cruiserweight champion Jordan Devlin. Jordan grabs a mic and says that Sid's been running around all day trying to find him a challenger. Again, I ask, why does no one want a cruiserweight title shot? Jordan says he'll do it himself then and issues his open challenge. And he says, well, who did Sid find? As though we hadn't just been told that Sid didn't find anyone. Bomber Dave Mastiff then answers the challenge. He is absolutely not a cruiserweight, and Jordan points this out. Dave takes the mic and says he knows that Jordan's just keeping the title warm for Trent Seven. Mastiff just wants to kick Devlin's head in. He shoves Devlin to the mat. The referee hits the ring, and I guess we've got ourselves a match. They circle until the referee remembers to remove the microphone from the ring, and then they lock up. Devlin takes the wrist. Mastiff reverses it and takes Devlin to the mat. Devlin takes it back, then grabs the head. Off the ropes, and the shoulder block from Devlin sends Mastiff into the ropes for a shoulder block of his own. Back and forth we go so Mastiff can show off his cartwheeling abilities, then he hits a senton and covers Jordan for one. Mastiff grinds in a rear chin lock on the mat. Devlin breaks out with a jawbreaker. They strike back and forth. Devlin gets sent hard into the buckles, and Mastiff yells at him. Big German suplex by the bomber. That gets a two, then another two. Devlin backflips out of another German, but cannot urinagi Mastiff, so he chop blocks the big man instead. Mastiff lands on top of Devlin, almost an unintentional senton, but Devlin remains in control. Devlin continues to focus on the left knee, then he stands on his face for shits and giggles. Mastiff briefly breaks free with a big chop, but the knee prevents him from staying on offense. Devlin actually lifts Mastiff onto the top rope, then nails a straight right to the jaw. Devlin tries to pull Mastiff off the corner, presumably into a Devlin side, but Mastiff blocks it and hits a diving shoulder block. Slugfest in the middle of the ring, Mastiff with a series of elbows, then into the ropes for a back body drop that Andy sells is a lot more impressive than it was. Big beal across the ring by Mastiff, then an avalanche in the corner. Jordan gets whipped into the buckles again, and he sells over the top to the floor. Into the corner, Devlin tries an up and over, but gets caught. They wobble to the ropes, and Mastiff goes over and down. I think it was supposed to be like a head scissors. Devlin fails to skin the cat, but still remains in the ring. He tries a slingshot splash and gets caught, then a stiff rolling senton by Mastiff, and both men are down outside. Referee up to an eight count as Mastiff gets in. He only breaks the count, however, and then attempts to send Jordan into the void against the barricade, but Devlin moves, and Mastiff breaks through the barricade all by his lonesome. The referee begins to count again. Mastiff headbutts Devlin, which sends him into the ring at 7. Then Mastiff somehow breaks the count at 9 without actually getting into the ring. He hits a headbutt off the top and gets a 2 count. Devlin blocks another rolling senton by grabbing the top rope. Then he drop kicks the bad knee. Springboard cutter takes Mastiff down and Devlin goes up top. A big 450 by Devlin and that is the end of Dave Mastiff this evening. We get replays, we get celebration, then a bug tells us that Mako Satamura debuts next week. You would think this would be something worth mentioning, but apparently it is not. 
It gets an on-screen title at the end of the vignette earlier and a bug at the very end of the show, but doesn't get mentioned in the next week promo spot and is never said out loud at any point during the show. Odd. Otherwise, decent show this week. Not as good to me as the last couple of weeks, mainly because of Sam Gradwell just being annoying as fuck. But I really enjoyed the main event, and Joe Coffey's enhancement match was fun, and it led to the interaction with Rampage. So, uh, yeah, will that actually be a last man standing match? Only time will tell, I assume. That is it for this week. I thank you for listening and spending some time with me today. I am looking forward to the debut of Mako Satamora next week. But until then, tea time's over, bitches. Get back to work. You have been listening to a Rundown Wrestling Network production. Please visit rundownwrestling.com for all of our shows, as well as our other special events. Keep it locked there, or subscribe to the Rundown Wrestling Network on iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcast, Stitcher Premium, or anywhere you get your podcasts from. Leave us a voice message that we will play on an episode by going to anchor.fm slash rundownwrestling slash message. Join our Patreon at patreon.com slash rundownwrestling. You can show us how much you love us by buying us a cup of coffee for just one buck at ko-fi.com slash rundownwrestling. Go to reddit.com slash r slash rundownwrestling. Follow us on Twitter at Rundown Network. Like us on Facebook at facebook.com slash rundownwrestling. Email the show your dick pics and twat shots via rundownwrestling at gmail.com or go to Instagram or YouTube and look for Rundown Wrestling. Follow us on Twitch by going to twitch.tv slash rundownwrestling, and you can also follow our host Adam on twitch.tv slash thesalzereffect. This has been a Rundown Wrestling Network production.